their church is not the same church that it was pre-COVID, right? So there are new people coming. There are, um, and, and to some degree, depending on the age of the church, it could be a totally new church. There are volunteers and folks that served in ministry uh, positions within the framework of the church prior to COVID that are no longer participating. Uh, we do know that a lot of our African-American uh, brothers and sisters, they've not um, fully opened back up. A lot of them are still in that virtual virtual motion. And so it's um, it's just created a, a just a, a, a different dynamic. We, as people, we've got accustomed to watching church at home. And so for some, they know that they have new people within their congregation within their congregation that uh, they've never met before. Hey, I'm Chad. And I'm Jason, and we're talking all things church planting. Sharing stories and strategies to help you reach your city. This is the Send Columbus Podcast. Today we are joined by Christy Shotwell. Christy, what exactly is your title at GLUE? Hi there. Well, I am the team lead for our ministry network team. And so we serve denominations and uh, various networks that um, are serving and supporting churches. So, so yeah. we got connected to you, I guess, a couple of years ago. Well, it's been probably, gosh, more than that now. I think so. Uh, because you guys were offering someone, you had a donor who kind of paid for churches in Columbus to have access to what Glue does. Right. So a lot of our plants and existing churches here have gotten on board with that. And it's been, I think, a, a really beneficial thing. So Absolutely. really appreciate you. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate you guys. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself first, maybe, and uh, what ex what exactly glue is for those of us that maybe don't know. Sure. Well, um, I live in Olive Branch, Mississippi. I'm a little Southern girl, but I did grow up in Texas. So uh, um, I've served in churches and been working with uh uh, various um, church management and tech platform management for ministries for some time. Um, my again, my told you my role at Glue, but uh, we are about really equipping ministries with technology to help them help them serve and and reach people for Christ. And uh, for the last uh, pretty much. The last year, we've been really focused on connecting people to a local church uh, through the digital digital world. You know, people are Google searching all the time for things. They're uh, they're on their social media. Really, they're on smart devices about four and a half hours a day. And so, as people are looking for answers to life, um, you know, a lot of times paid ads show up. And so, we've been kind of uh, intercepting that with uh, ads that are messages of hope and giving people the opportunity then to speak to someone. And so we, um, if they agree that they want to speak to one, someone that maybe they want prayer or maybe they need help with their relationship, um, they're filling out their contact information. And we, within our platform, route that to a local participating church. And then they're able then to, uh, the church is able to connect with them and, and help them so or, or pray with them or meet them for coffee, whatever it is that, yeah. that is the right fit to be that first, um, entry point there. Yeah. You, um, you mentioned being on devices about four and a half hours a day. I, I usually get my screen time <laughs> notification 
of all days on Sunday morning, oh. uh, and it shames me <laughs> on how much screen time I have every week. So I, I'm glad to know I'm right around the average. Though. <laughs> I think I average around four hours. But yeah. that's awesome. Oh goodness. Well, Chrissy, okay. how did you uh, get connected to Glue and what you're doing there? Yeah. So um, again, I had been working in technology space, and uh, almost four years ago. Um, the team from Glue reached out and uh, shared what they were doing. And I was, I was, yes, I'm on board. We're going to start kind of a thing. And so it's been a great, it's been a great opportunity for sure. So great. One of the reasons we thought about you when we were talking about kind of this in this series, this post COVID mm-hmm. kind of world we're living in, how that's impacted us. Um, we wanted to talk to you because you kind of have, I think, your finger uh, on the pulse of more than just our city and our state. Although you do have a lot of data on Columbus because it's one of the cities you guys work work in. Exactly. But you also have a partnership with Barno, which I think gives you a unique perspective uh, on that. So we're super excited about that. So do you have any thoughts or data on what do you think – is going to happen or is happening with the church as we kind of enter this kind of post COVID world? Well, you know, I think that um, what I can share is in visiting with pastors, visiting with church leaders or ministry teams. um, A lot of churches are speaking that their church is not the same church that it was pre COVID. Right. So there are new people coming. There are, um, and, and to some degree, depending on the age of the church, it could be a totally new church. There are volunteers and folks that served in ministry uh, positions within the framework of the church prior to COVID that are no longer participating. Maybe they're not able to. Um, you've got you've got uh, churches that are still in a very uh, light motion of gathering still, um, depending on parts of the country where you're at, maybe even the um the ethnicity of the church can dictate right. uh we do know that a lot of our african american uh, brothers and sisters they've not um fully opened back up a lot of them are still in that virtual virtual motion and so it's um it's just created a uh just a a, a different dyna- dynamic if you will um mm. and then we've we as people we've got accustomed to watching church at home and so for some, they know that they have new people within their congregation and within their congregation that uh, they've never met before. They may attend mm. faithfully every week from their couch. And so how do we go about ministering and meeting the needs of those individuals that um, we know they're there and, you know, they may they may like and comment or whatever from that Facebook live or that that streaming that they're um engaging with but uh we don't we don't know who they are and how do we how do we capture that and um how do we help bridge that gap if you will as well as we know that people have stepped away from the church too so as as the doors closed some have not re-entered and um what is what is the church um how is the church preparing to um connect with those individuals reconnect if they will so yeah yeah, so I, I have a few questions about about that. It it seems to me it'd be crazy to to pastor a church that is now um, really d- different than you you had pre pandemic. Like it's a different group of people. 
And and I, I wonder what the percentages are of of do you think about what percentage of people left when the pandemic happened and haven't come back? And then what percentage are new people? You you got any feel for that? Yeah. I you know, if I were to if I were to quote our friend Ed Stetzer, he would say if you put the church into thirds, you've got a third that um a third that were really on the fringe before right. they were your nominal mm-hmm. attendees. Right. And they're not there. They're, they're your, they're your, uh, they're the field that you harvest from. Right. And so they're not there. You've got, uh, you've got your, um, very dedicated people that they're, they're still attending. And then you've got the one, the other third that they're leaning in a little bit more. One thing that is very interesting that we've seen is that, even though attendance may have dropped, giving has continued to be consistent for most ministries. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that just means that those that were, um, you're more dedicated or, um, you know, in the mid, mid, ra- mid range of attending there, they've continued to give, but it doesn't change the fact that there is a large uh, group of folks that have stepped away and they're the ones that we want to connect with. And we've got to be strategic and creative and how we how we uh address that and try to get them back so yeah yeah i feel like at our church our giving stayed consistent the entire time during covid which we were all kind of surprised by because we just weren't really sure how people were going to react financially to everything that was happening and we've actually had more issues this year with inflation than we had during the whole pandemic right yeah and i think that was interesting too because we did a lot of that we were doing the pastors poll weekly during the pandemic where pastors would, would, uh, answer different questions and, uh, Barna's team, David Kenneman and Carrie Newhoff, they were doing a weekly podcast during that, uh, you know, season very heavily and, um, consistently throughout the pandemic, pastors were saying that their giving had, had not decreased and in many cases had actually increased. So, um, so I, I, I took that as a positive. I mean, you know, that, um, yeah that folks are still, they recognize the value of the church and, and the ministry that it provides. So, so in your uh, conversations with pastors, you mentioned one of the things that they're kind of working through is um, now that a lot of people are kind of in the online space for church. Mm-hmm. Um, what are, what are people, things that you're hearing that people are doing to reach those online uh, people? Well, so one Thing that we've been doing, and, and I should say online, maybe not so much online church, but just people in that are in digital space, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. People are hurting. You know, the, the pandemic mm-hmm. has resulted in a lot of, you know, you've got pain from loss because there are people that have, maybe they've lost jobs. They've missed out on very, um, you know, strategic opportunities where it could be a big, that big wedding that we were planning, or, mm-hmm. um, you know, my daughter had, had a baby during the pandemic. So there was no hoopla about a baby shower and everybody coming to see the baby. No, that everything was, you know, closed down. And so that element, that anticipation of life event, you know, that, that creates a loss, uh, of course, loss of, of family members and friends. And, um, and then it's just, it's a building of anxiety. And we do see that a lot of the searches that people are doing, Google searches, um, it's, you know, depression, it's um, help with relationship because there's strains there. Maybe they're, um, maybe they're dealing with anxiety or sadness or loneliness. And so churches are looking to, and trying to help in creative ways of that they can help meet those needs that are within the community. 
Um, and then, and again, as we're seeing that, as people are reaching out and they're, they're seeing the ads that we're creating that speak to um, healthy relationships or something of that nature, then they're asking to connect with someone. So it's a wonderful opportunity for the church then to engage with the community and help meet a need. And um, from there, build trust and, and hopefully, uh, you know, a lasting, a lasting relationship with the individuals in, in their area. So, yeah. 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 So I had a question about that because I think a lot of churches, not just, um, you know, this idea of engaging people in digital spaces, but a lot of churches had to do online church for the first time in their existence. Right. Like, I, I think I think it was hard to find like you couldn't find an FM transmitter anywhere. Like people <laughs> were wanting to, like, do parking lot church and and. Right. and you know, project it through an FM transmitter and have people just come to the parking lot. We had a church planter who did that. He didn't miss one Sunday in the pandemic. He just went to the parking lot and got an FM transmitter. People bought video equipment and started to do Facebook on, on live, Facebook live. And yeah. a lot of churches, some churches were set up for that, but I would say it was the large minority that was set up for mm -hmm. like a quality online experience. Of course. Going forward though, do you think, are people still leaning into that or do you think that, you know, it's kind of like the work from home craze right? Right. now that things have kind of settled down. People are like, all right, come back to the office. And people are like, exactly. So do you think this online presence for a church is here to stay and we are going to have to develop those spaces or is it going to kind of go back to no, the way we've I think, I think it's here to stay. I think, I think that you've got people too, that have, uh, they want to, they want to watch the service when it's convenient for them. Right. And so, um, I think that you're going to find that that is going to be a vitally important piece of ministry is providing an additional avenue for people to hear the gospel. Yeah. So, Do you think churches yeah. are struggling with that? Um, like from a philosophy standpoint, like Probably. how do we minister, um, yeah. you know, how do we minister to people online only? I think, I think that it is a struggle. I think it's a, it's, you know, you've got some ministries, they just want things to go back to normal, which we say that we've all, we all say that we want life to go back pre COVID. Right. But it's not life's changed. We're different. Everything that we've endured has shaped and shifted us to be different people. And so the church needs to, to, you know, be receptive of that. And then how do we, how do we minister and meet needs in the moment that we're at. And, and, you know, you still have fear. You still have a lot of people that deal with that crowd. And um, yes, I'm working from home and I might go, I might go somewhere where there's a small gathering, but I don't know that I want to be in a, a big venue or a big, you know, room with a lot of people. There's still a lot of that angst that I think people, it's going to take some time, I think, for us yeah. to settle from that. Yeah, I think so too. And we're, I think we're still trying to figure out what our online presence looks like at our church. So I'm sure other people sure. are kind of in the same boat. Yeah. I mean, there's churches leaning into like the metaverse, you know, there's yeah. like churches like right. going for it, you know, and the rest, some, some are just like, all we do is stream on Facebook, you yeah. know, so there's extremes to this as well. Yeah. I would the metaverse feels that, weird to me. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It does. And yeah. I would say also that, you know, typically the church is 10 years behind technology, right? And so um, so 
what what was 10 years, you know, how old is Facebook and how many people are just now getting on and doing Facebook Live as a as a ministry? Mm-hmm. The pandemic forced that, but yeah, um, right. but we do tend to be behind when it comes to those those thoughts. So it's interesting that there are, and you're right, there are ministries leaning forward in the whole thought of the metaverse and what is that going to be and I'm intrigued yeah. by it. I'm intrigued by it, but I'm not quite sure either. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting because they're even like with Facebook Live, for instance, I think a lot of people that was the answer to their online presence. Right. And that's not a great <laughs> it's not a great solution, right? Like we've we've um we've looked tried to look up some churches and we've gone, man, why don't they have a website? Websites. And then and and then we've gone to a church and they have a website and we're like, why do they have a website? Like it's almost like having it is worse than not having it sometimes. So that's true. Digital presence is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I actually oversee a prayer ministry at our church, and we've definitely seen an uptick since um COVID of mental health kinds mm-hmm. of prayer requests that come back to our our prayer room and also online and things like that. So I have two questions and maybe you can answer them. And if you can't, that's totally okay. But um, was there more people searching more for those kinds of like keywords on Google, like mental health kinds of things before or during COVID or now kind of afterwards in this um, like couple years post the start of the pandemic? That's a good question. I don't have data like pre-COVID that I could share, but we do, we do capture um, for people that are searching for those top of terms, and then we connect them to a church, we do have data sets for that. And I can, you know, break that down into a city. We can look at, we can look at, I mean, an interstate, into county, that kind of a thing. So we can see, uh, which terms have the most search, if you will. I do know that between typically between 6 p.m. and 10 p.m. are the highest traffic times that people are looking for, um, you know, help, or they are seeing the ads that we've generated and they're clicking into those ads. And it tends to be that Sunday night and Thursday night are the highest traffic times. Mm. And so, you know, is that because I've had a really bad weekend and I just, I need help? Is it because I've had a really bad week and I need help? You know, what, what is that? Um, and then it, to us, it says, Hey, there's ministry opportunity when the church is not physically open. Like we in, in the digital space, the church has a, a ministry field that's just not tied to that nine to five or whatever the hours are of the normal church or when church service is happening on Sundays and Wednesdays and maybe Tuesday nights. So we have an opportunity to connect and, and minister to folks outside of that window. And so data does tell us that and, and lets us see um, we have really good response with ads that um, speak to, um, you know, speak to relationships and, and help with their help with their loneliness and hurting. So um, and prayer requests. We get lots of prayer requests. And with the campaign that he gets us campaign that we've partnered with, um, that's mm-hmm. really just bringing to lot an understanding of Jesus, the person of Jesus, and that he understands all of our situations. It doesn't matter what we encounter, it might seem new and fresh to us, but it's something that he understands and has endured. And um, people are open to learning about the teaching of Jesus or who Jesus is more so than than hearing about the church. And so that's another um, area that, that we've got to be mindful of. How do we have those organic conversations with our neighbors and friends as they encounter these ads? Because they're national now. 
And it's talking to us about Jesus, that he understands bullying. He understands being canceled. He understands being wrongly accused and, and situate. He understands loneliness. You know, um, Jesus was born to a teen mom. Those types of um, catch your attention commercials are designed to, to bring awareness to Christ and to say, hey, who is this person? I would, I would like to know a little bit more. Um, and we've been, we've been floored by the response for that. So it's, it's very encouraging. So that's yeah. the latest campaign. He gets that us that we've partnered. And I've with. seen, a, I've seen a few of those ads. Uh, so, so those are really powerful. What's coming down. You said there's a new one coming up. Yeah. Uh, so we are going to be launching some additional, um, again, as you shared, we've, um, we have donors that are supporting and funding for churches to be able to participate for them to uh, really lean in on um, equipping their congregation to have those conversations with um, your neighbor, your coworker, that type of a thing, um, really preparing for what it means to, to answer that question when someone wants to know more about Jesus. Um, and then as well as funding for churches to uh, be able to receive it, what we call explorers. When people are reaching out and they want to talk to somebody, uh, we've got scholarships available for that, for churches to participate. Um, what uh, We've got additional ads that are going to be launching. Um, right now, there's a lot of um, ads that you'll see commercials, but also when you're watching baseball games, you may see um, behind the home plate, it'll say, you know, we've seen Jesus forgave errors too. And, uh, you know, so it's just really good, catchy little moments to remind people that Jesus does understand that he does get us. Um, there are devotional uh, downloads on version. There's two different devotional plans. Uh, there's over 32,000 downloads from that particular plan alone mm -hmm. and growing, of course, every day. And so, um, yeah, that and and just the the presence of that, um, the group that has that is the um, the uh, um, creators of He Gets Us. They have uh, a large budget that they're using to to generate these ads. You can see billboards in Times Square. You know, it's it's just wow. remarkable. So mm, that's, that's incredible. Mm -hmm. So you have any other questions? I don't. I was just going to ask um, if people wanted to get connected to you yes. or Glue. Right. Could you kind of tell them? what that process would look Absolutely. like. Absolutely. So they're welcome to, I, I'll, I'll give you my email contact. It's kshotwell yeah. at glue.us and that's G-L-O-O.us. Um, or you could go to glue.us. I would highly recommend go to hegetsuspartners.com. You will mm. find a ton of resources and content there for uh, your church, for your network, uh, for your denomination. Um, we're here to help serve and bring awareness to this campaign, as well as the others that are going on. And uh, we want to do what we can to to help make a difference um, for kingdom purposes. And so any way that we can help, happy to do so. Yeah. All right. One more question I oh. had for you. What do you think is going to be, this is a specific church planting question which I know <laughs> may not be your exact realm, but right. just what do you think might be the biggest challenge for church planters going forward post COVID? You know, I mean, this is just me, say. Christy talking, you know, yeah. there's so much. Um, we've not done a good job of honoring God's name <laughs> in the world. And there's a lot of that, that we have to overcome. There's a lot of, 
um, you know, names are popping up every day. And then that creates more doubt. Our actions can be more of a deterrent than anything. And, uh, and I think it's created a, maybe it is the, the internet that's made it more prominent, but people, people are a little, uh, jaded maybe that's the right word so there's that I feel like you've got to work on the relationship first it's not as easy as you know come to church come to church on Sunday it's not that easy I think we've got to build trust and it's going to take rolling up our sleeves and getting into our communities and really understanding the makeup of our people and maybe going a little a little slower pace than what we think needs to happen to cultivate that relationship and and help bring that person to uh, a loving relationship with Christ. That's me personally. I don't know if you want oh, to use that or not, but <laughs> I think you're, no, I think you're completely right. I think you're hundred percent right. Yeah. I think there's, there is just like a increased mistrust yes. in the church, I think. Yes. And with Christians and in order for, yeah, I think like, like you said, I think before maybe you could have said like, just come to church or we're having a grand opening, right. come check it out. And I don't think people are going to be responding to right. that as easily anymore. Right. So, and you know, me being a, a parent with doing things with youth and stuff all along with my kids as well, how many things did we have and say, Hey, we're having pizza come da da da, and everybody would flock in. Well, that's not the same. That's, that's not the not same. First anymore. of all, that group's yeah. older now and they're questioning what was that. And, um, and, and that, that motion is just not the same. We've, we've got to go to, totally. we've got to go to where people are. And digitally is where people are and is an avenue that the church can connect with people. You know, I heard somebody say recently that the church is waiting for the world to repent to us. (laughs) But but what could be the most powerful thing is if we repented to the world. That's right. You know, here's where we drop the ball um, and where we owe you an apology. (laughs) And I think that could be super powerful. So. Christy, thank you so much. This was great. I really appreciate your time and just uh, really appreciate our relationship that we get to have to to work together and and all that you've done to help planters in Columbus through Blue. We're just really, really thankful to to know you and for your time. Thank you so much. You guys have a great day. You too.